Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, everyone. I hope this finds you well. I'm going to do one of those really annoying things and say, I can't believe it's June. Where has this year gone? But I truly feel it. I'm kind of in disbelief that we've reached the summer. But I guess congratulations to all of us. And I thought I would check in ahead of launching our new series. Thank you again for being here. Your continued listenership really makes the podcast worth recording. You may be new here and in that case, welcome. Or you may have been on this three-year journey with me. And in which case, well, thank you for staying with me. I've had an interesting year so far a lot of ups and downs. But the one thing I feel really proud of is I'm being far less emotionally reactive than I have been in the past. The flexible tools from my book have really been used more than ever, I think, and I'm noticing the enormous benefits to pausing before reacting. Pausing to acquire more information about situations, getting more curious before I decide how I feel about something, and I'm finding I'm much less impulsive than I have been. This slightly slower pace to life isn't as exciting, I would say. It doesn't necessarily hike up my dopamine and adrenaline, and that can feel a little bit addictive at times. But instead, my emotional waves are less steep and slightly more elongated, which makes life more manageable, even if it's a little less exciting. I would say What's been essential in helping me do this is my morning walks. And I do feel like I bang on about this, but I try to walk for about 8,000 or so steps in the morning, which is about an hour and a half. And I know that sounds a lot. And for some of you, that just won't be possible because you've got to be at a desk at a certain time. But I try to schedule calls during this time. And I actually write a ton of emails while I'm on my walks which I know probably isn't great advice. I should probably be off my phone listening to the birds. But if I'm being realistic, I've got a lot of work usually in the morning because I work a lot with America and I'll have a lot of emails come through overnight. And so as soon as I wake up, there's obviously lots of things to respond to. And I find it really relaxing just going for a walk and responding to them while I move. And so it means I don't get that rush of stress of, oh God, I need to do this, I need to do this, you know, as soon as I wake up. But instead, the movement allows me to shake off any stress, shake off any worry that was yesterday's and I don't need to bring into the new day. And actually allows me to think way more clearer. I have far more rationale. And science has proven that walking can do this for us. It's proven that walking helps us see solutions ahead of us because the movement allows our brain to think in that way too, which I thought was fascinating. I did a brilliant interview. Well, wasn't I can't say I did a brilliant interview, more like my guest was brilliant, Caroline Williams. And she wrote the book Move. Uh, we did a podcast on this. So if you scroll back a few seasons, you will see the interview I did with Caroline Williams. And I absolutely love her work on looking at the research behind exercise. 
And so I, anyway, I go on this walk in the morning and then I treat myself. And I know it's a treat because I really think sometimes paying for coffee is such a waste of money. But for me, my coffee is just such a ritual. It is something that I treasure beyond belief. And even if it is a bit of a waste of money buying coffee, for me, this is a true micro joy. It fills me with so much happiness, that first taste. And I go to this little Danish coffee shop. But I think falling in love with this routine has made me a much more balanced person because I look forward to getting up in the morning because I've got something to be excited about, my morning coffee and my steps. And I'm able to ease into the day without having to kind of sit down on a laptop, which for me feels very forced. And I'm able to do that when I get back, but I just like beginning my day like this. But the thought I'm pondering at the moment is this quote that I'd like to share with you now. And I posted it on my Instagram the other day, so you may have seen it there. But the quote says, you keep learning to let go and to live the life you actually have as opposed to the life you thought you were going to have. And I just want to repeat that last bit. Live the life you actually have as opposed to the life you thought you were going to have. Now, this really hits me, this quote, every time I look at it. And I think Greta Gerwig said it, but before her, I think actually this quote comes from Joseph Campbell. And I believe the reason this quote resonates so much for me is because I have always been someone who's dreamed their whole life of what I was going to do. At 12 years old, I would sit there and tell my parents, I'm going to do this. I'm going to live like this. I'm going to go all around the world. I'm going to be with this person and I'm going to live in this place. And it was so sweet the way that my parents allowed me to visualize this unbelievable life that I'd seen in the movies and thought, well, that's exactly that what I'm going to do as well. To be fair to them, sometimes they'd say, okay, Poppy, I'm not too sure you do want that. That sounds quite complicated. But on the whole, they really didn't restrict my dreaming. They would sit there and kind of laugh and say, okay, sure, you know, wow, you're going to have to do a lot of things to make that happen. And this was all fine and well when I was a teenager, maybe when I was in my early 20s too. But towards my late 20s and now being in my early 30s, I've had to confront the fact my reality hasn't quite unfolded how my 12-year-old self had dreamt it to be. And for a period of time, this really upset me and in some ways frustrated me because fundamentally it goes back to the equation William James put forth in the early 20th century. He was one of the first psychologists to identify that our happiness and contentment was purely based on the gap between our reality and our expectations for reality. My expectations, because of my very wild and vivid imagination, were so unbelievably high for life. And don't get me wrong, this gave me excitement. It gave me naive optimism. This is what meant that I moved countries and tried out wild careers, really without thinking that anything could go wrong. But suddenly my reality was not matching up. And so the gap began to be filled with emotion. And for me, that was disappointment and self-critique. I started to think, well, if I'd been better or had I been more intelligent or if I was prettier, then maybe life wouldn't have unfolded like this. Maybe it would have unfolded like I wanted it to. But over time, while grappling with this gap of irritation that I wasn't living the life of my dreams, I wasn't living the life that I'd planned, I began to see how unproductive it was to feel this way. 
And I'm glad I recognized it. I'm glad I created space to feel this disappointment. Because when I return to this quote, it resonates with me that it's okay, but also isn't it wonderful to learn to let go of our plans, to embrace our present reality, because there's so much peace in that. And let me repeat the quote again, keep learning to let go and to live the life you actually have, as opposed to the life you thought you were going to. And as I said, I found more inner peace following this quote than obsessing over my incompleted dreams. I haven't stopped dreaming because I enjoy dreaming and visualizing and I still plan to continue to work towards all the things that, well, not all the things maybe, but some of the things my 12-year-old self dreamt of. But this quote really shifts my perspective to one that trusts the life I have now is necessary for my evolution. I'm learning lessons daily from the challenges that show up for me that everything is just where it should be for me to learn and grow and actually have the things now and realize that I need the things that I have in my life now. I need the challenges that are showing up because I'm learning so much from them. And actually, when we start to accept our present and we start to allow us to let go of our plans, I definitely feel I begin to appreciate the unexpected blessings. The unexpected blessings are really the places I should be focusing my attention not on the blessings I, for some reason, put a timescale on or don't have yet. Perhaps when we get older, we fear time is running out. We start to be more controlling in some ways. I'm not sure if this resonates with you. But this quote tells us to let go. Allow for magic to enter our lives when we're least expecting it. I find this really difficult. (laughs) I am a bit of a control freak, I think. Because all we can truly do right now is admire the things we love in our lives right now. Admire the flowers blooming right now. Admire the giggles our friends give us. Admire the embarrassing moments we can only laugh at because we're human. So yes, that's me. That's what I'm working on. I'm working on trying to be less controlling. I'm trying to, as the title of this show says, unwind a lot of these expectations I had for myself or plans. And in doing so, I unwind the pressure I place on myself. Instead, I'm trying to trust that life will unfold. And all I can do is work on being ready to spot the pockets of opportunity when they come along. And when they don't, not worry for everything is unfolding as it should. So as we enter the next series, I send my love and gratitude for everyone that listens. If you could do me one tiny favor it would be to rate and leave a review of the podcast. And I know this is so annoying when people ask this, but it really does help me grow the show and keep it sustainable. As always, if you do have guest suggestions, please let me know because I really want to make sure that I'm interviewing people that you're interested in too. Thank you for listening to this little mini personal update from me. Some of the things I'm reflecting on We'll speak soon and sending so much love and I hope you've got some lovely summer plans coming up. And if you don't, I hope you are going to look forward to making some. With love, Poppy. Mm 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.